0: hey hey, all you arizona lovers this is the finding arizona podcast episode number 320 i'm your host jose thank you so much for listening today's episode is with dallas mclaughlin he is a digital marketer who has his own name introduced into his business which is called dallas mclaughlin digital marketing we are happy to sit with him and get to know him a little bit better but before we do that i want you guys to all take a moment sit right there just pull up a chair. I have some things to tell you. There are places for you to go check out us. Go check out our website, Finding Arizona Podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com and all of our social media at Finding Arizona Podcast if you would go to our blog and go check out our latest episode of uh, Brittany's britney's wonderful produced youtube vlog uh that would be fantastic and if you would go also to sign up for our newsletter it will get you to know everyone who's coming up in the episode also what's been going on in the neighborhood and what we've been up to in our own facilities here i want you to also get us into what you're doing by dropping us a line at finding arizona podcast at gmail.com don't forget that we have a little dog here too so if you heard her splashing around or making any kind of sounds that's winter say hi to winter always um so before i forget dallas was a wonderful guest to have on he was incredible to get to know i want everyone to know that we are kind of really behind and we are gonna be chugging along. So I want everyone to just take a moment, go to the bio that we always put on every guest, go check out all of Dallas's stuff and get caught up with him before you get caught up with this episode. Because I want people to know how much we're working behind the scenes with just two individuals, both Brittany and I. And there's a lot more things coming down the road. So I encourage you guys just just stay connected with every guest and with us. And we hope to hear and see you guys down the road. And this is episode 320. I will catch you on the next one.
1: This podcast episode is sponsored by the No Global Membership. Get into the room to network with other women you want and need to know. Link to join the Global Membership is in the show notes. Claim your freebie today.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona Podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in fantastic guests. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to the mastermind behind Dallas. Oh, man, I'm going to mess this up. McLaughlin? That's perfect. Just a little bit faster and you nailed it. Uh, Dallas McLaughlin, digital marketing. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dallas. How are you doing, Dallas? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here on this nice Saturday man i really do appreciate it i'd never tell anyone like uh would you usually do this on the week well i do sometimes but it just depends on the fan but we usually just like hey we just recording on a random day but it's fantastic that you're coming to us on a saturday and a weekend so i appreciate it and uh you know something that i always find fascinating is just how people get Um, started in this world of digital marketing, and we'll get into that part, but I would also like to just ask you really quickly, how did the pandemic treat you out and how, you know, personally, just, you know, not businessly, like, are you doing okay? Like, how's the family? How did they, you know, how did you guys fare out? And then also just, you know, how did the business turn out too, through that time? And then I guess it's still going through it, but
1: yeah. 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 So I'll take that in two parts. There's obviously the family piece. There's the personal piece and then there's yeah. the, the work piece of it. So for me, the family piece, so like we were just talking about before we got started, I have now an eight-year-old and 10-year-old, which means they were probably six and eight when the whole thing kind of started. Yeah. Um, I think it was, I think that would have put them in kindergarten and second grade, if I can go back that far, which seems crazy. Yeah. Um, so for me, all of a sudden, you know, I had to work from home. Mm-hmm. they were here all day trying to go through school they're i mean a kindergartner doing zoom like it's hard enough still for me to figure out let alone yeah. a kindergartner exactly um so it was just a whole different thing it's just a constant like your brain's all of a sudden taxed in all these different directions i'm on a zoom call he's tapping me on the shoulder because he got disconnected yeah. my second is off playing video games and he's supposed to be in class and it's like It was just this whole churn of getting used to the pace of things but i think you know after you get away from it a little bit what i was actually talking about recently like if you think about like most of our childhoods i don't know your childhood but like we didn't see what our parents did they Mm -hmm. went away they took their coffee in the car every morning and they disappeared went off to work and they came home and it was like cool well, my kids spent, you know, the better part of two years watching me do my job, they would huh. sit there and eat cereal while I'm on calls with clients, they would have I'd be making them lunch with headphones in, you know, having difficult conversations with employees and things. So it was they actually got a taste of what I did. And I don't think we think enough about that. Yeah. And we probably won't realize the impact of that for a long time that they watched us do our jobs, like the good, yeah. the bad, the ugly of it for a couple of years. And that was cool.
0: I think that that's something that we also just kind of like we've been noticing as far as the podcast realm. I don't know about yourself, too. Is just like the the kind of long term effects of certain things as far as you were saying. um, And the the matter of fact of like, yeah, our childhoods are different than our children's now. And so for me and myself is like my parents were both, like you said, the the people who went out and went about their business but for my child too he's going to considerably see me a lot of the time too is in my moments of where I am in my business and where I am also at work because a lot of my stuff is at home Um, and so a lot of the things that kind of I do personally for work is in two separate rooms. So this podcast has its room. And then the thing I do for my work work is in another room. So I have like, I have these weird little like moments in these rooms that he walks in on sometimes where it's like, you know, I'll, I'll be having a zoom call with people, but then he gets to be involved too, which is kind of fun because he notice he notices I'm on these calls. So I'll just pick them up and like, share you know Mm -hmm. and they all just like hey how's it going how like they all get excited so yeah it's like i never really thought about the long-term effects of that of just like having those those personal work calls and things like that and just having them reflect upon that but one of the things also that comes across is having the change and making that change was that was that some that's something that they saw you do so that's something that they that they witness happen and and kind of reflect, like kind of see the, they saw the explosion happen. And then some kids didn't see, like my child won't know most of that, that period, but he'll see certain aspects of it, like the mask and certain points of it. For you, how do you communicate that to your children in that moment of like, there's something going on in the world, uh that's a
1: good question i mean again like when you're in the moment we're all trying to figure it out if there's no playbook for it so i can again at that time i had a kindergartner and second grader now second and fourth um they were very adaptable to the idea of when they did go back to school they had to wear masks they yeah. couldn't do recess they couldn't eat lunch together to them it wasn't a big deal because all of their classmates were doing the very same thing so just that was what it was mm-hmm. where then like you know, we'd go to the grocery store or something and I'd be like a crazy parent, like don't touch the shopping cart, like stop touching the grocery freezers. And yeah. they'd be like, dad, you're a maniac. Like, what is going? Like, people are dying. And they're like, you just, you don't know like what to do in the moment, but you also don't know how to get through to them. Like, no, this is a serious thing. And it's just not me being a parent of like, hey, the flu's going around, you know? Like,
0: Absolutely.
1: So it's hard to also teach, yeah, a kindergartner, like, no, this is a real deal. Let's keep our hands to ourselves. Let's wash our hands. They don't get it. <laughs>
0: I, and I, I just applaud you because, again, for the sake of like, you know, I don't know how much time you you got to spend prior to and then versus now, but it's like for me in my realm, like my parents never really spent that much time with like I come home and I was the adult for my younger brother. So I was caretaking a lot for him, but it's like the time that I spend with my little guy now is like something that I would never imagine like in a thousand years that I got that much time with him. So it's just really, really great. And so I'm just really thankful for that time with him as much as I could. Um, so we're going to move forward. I just asked that question just because I <laughs> know I, we're not going to move forward. I just realized we didn't ask about the business part. That's what the next yeah. part we're leading into. I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, that's fine. Um, I mean, that kind of leads
1: us forward. So that's perfect. So yeah. when the pandemic happened, I remember like I don't remember the exact date, like March 15th or something, whatever like a Friday was, I left work. So I was at a full service agency at the time. I had a team of 16 employees that reported to me. And I remember that, you know, you started seeing things like the NCAA tournament was canceled. So you start being like, oh man, like something's happening, it's happening fast. And then by that Sunday, our boss has sent out an email, like we're not, we're taking two weeks out of the office. And that transition back to home, was really challenging for me again because I had a team of people I managed that I met with every day that I'm face to face with.
0: Absolutely.
1: And now all of a sudden, like my greatest strengths as a manager and things I couldn't use. I couldn't read the room, I couldn't read the body language, I couldn't have like a normal conversation with people. Everybody's distracted with their monitors. Um, and working from home in general was always very difficult for me at the agency I was at had just, you know, we could do we had 100% um, work from home if you wanted it was come and go as you wanted already. Yeah. So that wasn't a thing that was hard for the company to adapt to. But I never took advantage of it because I needed to be in the office like I needed to see my team, which now sounds so archaic. Um, <laughs> but when that transition happened, it was very difficult for me personally, um, to do my job. But I adapted and figured it out and now can't imagine being in an office all day.
0: <laughs> Kudos to you to be like, again, for admitting the the kind of shortcomings that we, mm-hmm. we sometimes don't, we don't give our enough, give ourselves enough credit for because it is, it's is a hard transition. It is difficult to make those oh, yeah. kind of big changes and to the rhetoric that we are so used to every day of like, I need to meet with my guys. I need to you know, understand how they're doing mentally and, and just like how the, like you said, read the room sort of speak. And so, yeah, the, it, kudos to you to like be able to like, again, I had to make everything, business and everything pivoted.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was tough because what I've always said is there's there was always two parts to my job. There's the tactician, the practitioner piece where your hands on the keyboard doing work, um, which is very skill-based. But then as I went further and further in my career, which we'll get into all that stuff later, it shifts more to a soft skills, more of a managerial, more of a leadership role, well, definitely a leadership role. Mm -hmm. Um, And my strength in that arena, like I said, was through conversation, through talking it out with people, through going on walks to Starbucks, through just grabbing somebody and saying, hey, let's go get lunch and like talk through this thing. And then, yeah, you couldn't do that. So that was very challenging for me. And I had to find other things to fill those gaps, which thankfully I was able to do. (laughs)
0: yeah awesome i mean okay so let's just get into it now i mean you have this smart this digital marketing firm and can you give us the question that we usually asked or we used to ask before the pandemic was give us your origin story give us how this all became real Yeah, i mean the
1: story of the (laughs) business i mean that goes way back Uh, so i actually was probably 13 or 14 years old Uh, i was walking through barnes and noble one day in my hometown i'm from minnesota um because my parents were like in the mall or something i was just like leave me at barnes and noble and i found a book that was like web Design for dummies like again this is like 1998 ish and i i like started reading it and i just started like trying to then go home using the notepad document and write websites yeah um as things progressed i got a lot better at that by the time i was like 14 15. uh, my family actually owned a restaurant so i was like hey Perfect opportunity to to build a website. Again, 1999, no one had websites. They were very basic if they did. Uh, So I built them a website. And then I was like, hey, I heard about this thing called Google search ads, pay-per-click. And I was like, for like a penny, I can get people to come to your restaurant. And they would find these ads, go to the website, print this coupon, and they'd bring it into the restaurant. And I remember being you know, like in 10th grade, sitting at the restaurant. Cause so I was there all day, every day. That was like the it family's is- restaurant. And I'd see people walk in with these pieces of paper. And I'd be like, holy crap, like this is, this works. This internet thing is like Just a real deal. Just yourself like
0: I did it. I yeah, it. yeah.
1: And then, I mean, I, I, I don't know how deep we go into the story. Then I went off to college for other things. Nobody told me the internet was gonna stick around. So I got distracted for a while. Uh, came back to the agency advertising life probably about 13 14 years ago now at this point and then just okay. started chipping away at the digital marketing side of things and led me to my own business in the middle of the pandemic. dang and
0: so okay I know I'll that let you little... pick that apart <laughs> yeah, I'll pick it apart. I think one of the things that I think find uh, that I find so interesting is just your that that first that first innate ability to say hey I have something here that I think I have the the chance to really flesh out which is, mm-hmm. Like most kids would, they like to take things apart and like, that's how I was. And just like, I like to take things apart, get to know it, and then apply it to something else that I can do, like projects or something that would be helpful to others like my family or to my brother and I did a lot of projects together. But I think that that was so innately uh, beautiful for you to, to go do is that family business first and then get those clicks and to realize that that, that was something that was going to happen. Um, here's my next question. Was that like, do you remember the revenue or was it like, do you remember like the difference in like before the website was made versus after the website was made? And did your parents give you like a pat on the back at all? No, I wasn't sophisticated enough at, you
1: know, 14 or 15 to be, you know, understanding what is the change in you know average check value? What is, you know, what is the headcount every day? Um, I didn't know any of that stuff that time. I just knew sitting there saying, Hey, that person saw the website that I made. And for me, that was the coolest thing. It had yeah. nothing to do with business. Um, to me, like again, back then, it was just like magic. Like the internet was magic to me back then. You could yeah. make something, you could write this weird archaic code, hit refresh in a browser, and there it was. And anybody any, anywhere in the world would see it if you knew how to get them there, obviously, which that becomes part of the story. Um, but to me, that was just the craziest thing ever. And I was uh,
0: obsessed isn't even a big enough word <laughs> to, to what I was. I, I did this uh, HTML, like learning um, learning how to code in some some certain uh, class back in high school. And that was my first like realization of like, oh i can manipulate like like, yeah. like that sort of thing and i'm like oh this is cool so that's what got me into doing some some digital like i do graphic design myself and i have to for the podcast anyways but it's it's just something that got me that was my first lead in that door open as soon as i realized like oh i have the power and it's so easy like, because I can understand this weird code of this, like Mm -hmm. the passcode sort of thing. So um, I'll move into kind of the um, passing the, someone didn't tell you, you kind of, you kind of said it as a a one-off, but Mm -hmm. no one told you, I imagine in college, yes, there was that moment of like, the, the years where like the websites are going up, like the popularity of Yahoo and everything. So was it someone said the internet wasn't going to be a thing or was it someone that like kept reiterating like was it a fat like so just a feeling in yourself that was like oh this is going to be a fat was it where was that and do you kind of still kick yourself for it a little bit i definitely don't kick myself it went in hindsight,
1: the exact way it should have gone. So again, I wasn't a great high school student, I did just enough to get by I mean, I like to think I'm smart, I just didn't care about school. And partly is because I was obsessed with this other thing. <laughs> like, all day at school, that's all I'm thinking about. That's all I want to go do. Nobody else around me understands it. So I can't talk to anybody about it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I was also very good at music, I, I played instruments and things like that so the direction you know kind of when you talk to guidance counselors and stuff and you tell them these various hobbies and things that you have yeah um for i don't know why i think maybe it's just too early in time nobody was like again you should go to business school and i don't blame anybody for that but what was referred to me was hey you should go check out this music college in minneapolis like that seems like your passion and your purpose and go check this thing out Uh, and i did and i loved it and that was a great thing for me but the where the story then takes like kind of a fork is the way I was paying my way through college, like obviously my parents are giving me assistance and stuff, but the way I'm getting like uh, spending money to go out and have fun and do other things is I'm going to each of my professors who all are musicians, they're touring musicians, they own recording studios, they own like record label shops. And I'm going to them saying, hey, your business needs a website. You need people to come to your website and I'll help you with that. Like, I just want like a few hundred bucks, you know, like I just gotta, I gotta eat, you know? And so I'm going to all of my professors and then, you know, two years down the road, all of a sudden I've got every professor's business. I'm doing all of their, you know, any kind of online marketing kind of stuff and offline. And literally one of the professors came to me and he said, he like, you know, took me into his little office and he said, hey, there's a lot of musicians in this school there's a lot of people who are really good at the things that we're teaching here. And he was like, I'm not saying you're bad at any of those things. But this thing that you have on the side here, he's like, we've never none of us have found anybody that can do that for us. Like you can, he said, we can all go hire musicians, we can all go find people to staff our cash registers at our record labels or record shops. But we've never found anybody that can do this thing. I need to guide you to go do that thing. (laughs) Leave this music college. And I actually did
0: what a what a profound like person to make that realization call like yeah like what i mean you know let's say that person was sick that day or like let's say that that person wasn't really in you know wasn't vibing with you and just decided not to to give you that little chunk like Mm -hmm. what a what a beautiful like interesting person to come in your life kudos to that person kudos to you for taking that advice and and running with it because where you stand now is just where, you know, it's kind of a reflection of that. Um, Let's, let's kind of move forward to kind of like um, the, like you said, you, you brought the business during a pandemic and I know that that can be a difficult decision. Uh, Where was that kind of moment of like, I need to take this plunge?
1: Yeah, for sure. So that was a a fun time. So I worked, you know, if you fast forward the story, I spent about 12 years in full service advertising agencies. So I eventually moved on from web design into more of the, the paid media advertising side of things, which is really where my passion was, which is really where um, I ended up finding like a really big niche that I could take advantage of. Sure. So worked through full service agencies, director of paid media, director of performance marketing, all those obscure titles that they throw the digital people. Um, So then, I was at a large agency, about a hundred-person agency here in Scottsdale. Had a team of sixteen people, and all of a sudden, the pandemic happened. And I have had this vision of this agency that I wanted to build for many, many years. And what's funny if if you run my website through the Wayback Machine, like you'll see, like I had the vision like five years ago. You know, like it was there, and I kept tweaking with it. So like this was all. This wasn't an overnight thing. I didn't just like all of a sudden. Now is the chance. But what I was looking at was all of a sudden, you know, if you think of how digital marketing or any agency survive to gain a client, someone has to lose a client. So mm-hmm. it's a zero sum game. You have to take your clients from somebody else. There's very yeah. few times where somebody's just saying we have nobody that represents us. Let's go find somebody, no like clients of value, at least big, like high money value. Yeah. Well, I was looking at the world and I was seeing and I was talking to my agency friends. All of a sudden, all of the clients were leaving their agencies and Mm -hmm. they were going with no agency because they couldn't afford it. They had to cut all expenses. Everybody in every industry did. And then I was saying, wow, you know, this is a temporary thing. All of these clients are going to have to come back and they're going to have to come back to somebody to do their digital marketing. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be very cautious in who they come back to. They're not going to go the full service agency route. Many of them won't because that's got Mm a large expense. Yeah, And I was like, this is the chance where all of a sudden I don't have to take from anybody. I can pick who's coming to me. And I was like, if I'm ever going to do it. Yeah, it sounds terrifying in the middle of a pandemic. I was like, if I'm ever going to do it, this is the perfect collision of events. I've got to go now. And I, you know, I, I actually cashed out some PTO, went to Hawaii for two weeks, came back. And I was like, I'm out. <laughs> and and never looked back. <laughs> I,
0: first off, I like your style. The the, the PTO, <laughs> like that that little bit at the end chef's kiss like that's yeah. a, that's the way to do it but that's i mean I, I mean it just again it's just like one of those things it's like you're absolutely right i feel exactly the same way as you do It's a, the that's a zero-sum game of like taking away from other people and that's why i like this podcast so much is i'm i get what i need or what i my service of my degree in my other job and um and then what i what i truly am like Sometimes I I feel grateful that I have this podcast. It's just something that I. It's just the the meeting of the minds and um, basically making a new friend like yourself. Because I mean, again, I I am very much like you, where it's like this is this is the best moment and the I guess a silver lining of a horrible situation. But I think that that's absolutely the way to come out of it in this come go about it in this business world of like, you don't want to take away. You have this opportunity to say, look at, look at what's happened and let's let's make sure that we're going about it the best way possible. So, I I mean, again, I, I, I applaud you for so many decisions you've made throughout our little adventure here in this little conversation, but it's like, yeah, kudos to you. And I was going to ask you, you did say that you go back and you tweak little things on the website, but Did you ever go back to your parents' website and ever, like, once, what was was the last time, like, you remember? I know it's been a long time, but it's like, what was the last moment you, like, went back and fixed that thing or looked at it? Oh, that's
1: a good question. I mean, they don't have the restaurant anymore. So they haven't had it for probably 10 years, but I still have a hard drive, like, it's one of the old school huge hard drives, probably like 100, like, 100 gigabytes, if that. of everything i've ever made i was just talking about this too like if there's ever a fire like i don't have photo albums like that's the thing i get <laughs> like mm-hmm. i got it like i literally have my first websites from when i was 14 years old like wow still on there,
0: that's so, I so load them awesome. up someday that's yeah. so crazy my parents and this is funny my brother my parents were really into um recording from the digital cameras like the old school mm-hmm. cameras with the recording and so once that went out of style and went to digital they didn't have um, or a converter my brother the camera that it that she recorded with used to be able to you can watch it from it and do it to the tv it broke so they couldn't like even watch it from the camera my brother found a replacement camera and i found a digital converter and so we're like for mother's day he already gave her the camera so she's been like looking at old things that they've recorded throughout the years but it's just so fascinating to like go back and look at some of that stuff it's so cool and so yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah, it's i just um there's things that i'm still saying to clients today like phrases and i mean it's been like a year now but one time i pulled up my website from 1999 my very first business and it said those things on them and i was like i knew it back then and i know it today like it's still
0: true <laughs> I was just I'm, a little bit early i mean i don't know if you have you heard of gary v like oh, yeah. Uh, yeah so it's like gary v kind of like does those little clips where he's like yeah you've been back then and th- when i'm still like coming up and still looking back at like he's still saying the same things and i think that that's kind of it means a, it means a lot to a lot of, you know, to yourself and to other people around you that you're the same person. But it's also B, it's like it just says that it goes back to your roots and the simplest things as are the simplest forms and the simplest that you go back to those original ideas. It's like, yeah, they come from somewhere. There's a foundation. There's, mm-hmm. it all comes from somewhere. And so, yeah, that's cool. That's so cool. And uh, yeah. as we move forward in the business and as you grow and progress along, what are some of the things that you were learning? Because this is the kind of the things that we ask for this podcast. Is what are the things that you're learning from the community at large? The so the things that you're learning from you know Tempe and Arizona at large. Yeah,
1: I think with my business, the thing that stands out to me is there's. Um... Kind of if you if, if I look at my clients, the clients that I have, they all are collecting all of this data and all of this information on their clients and their customers. And they kind of have this idea of who their ideal customer is. But they don't exactly know how to organize that data and put it into any kind of actionable insights to to do something about it so the way i work with a lot of my clients not not all of my clients i mean actually the majority of my clients are out of arizona but the clients i have in arizona which are going to be like restaurants and some real estate agents and things like that it's all about figuring out okay well where do these people live like what zip codes do they live in how many Mm -hmm. people are in their house how big are their houses Um, You know, are they a parent with a child in home, zero to eight years old, like figuring out all these data cohorts and then applying messaging to those to drive the right people into your business to actually help you drive revenue. Because again, what I think a lot of people in my seat lose sight of, you know, we don't do our jobs to win awards. We don't do our jobs to go to like networking events. We do our jobs because there's a lot of businesses that want to grow and feed their families and create more jobs and open more locations. And that should be the goal. That should be our focus, not to do some crazy campaign to then go get a a Lions award, you know, (laughs) like that's not the point.
0: Yeah. And I think that's too, I mean, the best part of your, I mean, my job, your job is like those little moments where it's like, yeah, we increased here because the clientele was happy enough, you know, like those little moments where it's like, for me, it's like, the story of, yeah, someone heard the podcast randomly, just like Mm -hmm. randomly heard it and was like interested and wanted to, to come out and and check us out and gave us a chance just because they're, you you know, overheard our conversation. I mean, I get that. That just gets me so excited. Like that is what fulfills me Mm -hmm. about this podcast. So it's like, yeah, I think that that's the best part of like, I mean, from hearing from what you're saying, it's like the little things are what matter. And so As you start to, you know, divulge some of the things that you do for your business and and kind of tell us the services, I would like to kind of approach it from someone who's just meeting you first off. It's like, you know, what if I, you know, what if my business isn't big enough? Like what if my, you know, what how like how can I make myself bigger or, you know, in my kind of complement, my job area, where where I service most and, and what what should I bring to you when I first come to you as well?
1: Yeah, so I think when I talk to businesses that are kind of on the startup side or the smaller side or even just one location size, um, it may not be small at all, but they've got one location, for example, usually the business owner is the many hats person. They're hiring, they're firing, they're working the cash register, they're doing the payroll, they're doing all the accounting, they're trying to manage rent and leases and all this other stuff. They're trying to buy the product and stash, um, in, like provide inventory. Uh, what I usually talk to them about is like, hey, look at those things, again, kind of like what I do in my own life, yeah. What are you really good at? That is like the highest and best use of your time. There's a reason that you are a business owner of this type, and it wasn't mm-hmm. to do payroll. It probably wasn't to do marketing. It was probably these other things. So tier out, make a, a tiered list. Here is like the A list of things that I am just the rock star at, and nobody's taken from me. Kind of the B list is the things that I need to have general oversight of because. I'm probably better than the staff at, but I can coach them to do it to my skill level or at least good enough. And then there's the C-list where it's like, these things are just out of my world. I don't know what pay-per-click advertising looks like. I don't know what search engine optimization is. Those are the things that you should look at and say, okay, well, I can continue to invest my time, which has an inherent resource cost to it, Mm -hmm. or I can just outsource that. I don't even have to think about it. And it's actually gonna, the performance is gonna pay for itself. Yeah. And that's kind of where I come in. We can put together plans and say, Hey, if this is all you've got, if this is all your budget looks like, here's what I can do with that. And here's what you'll see out of that. And it'll be worth the investment because we can measure all of that. Oh. Um, but there's got to be things as a business owner, you've got to get out of the business and start working on the business and getting rid of your marketing is one of the easiest things to do. Because there's so many people, it's such a nuanced skill set. There's so many people you can go
0: to for that. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, correct. Like that's how I would associate that kind of like conversation to myself is just like, I need, I have so many plates that I'm spinning and, you know, like these ones need to be done. This things need to be better. Like you said, just for me and like I can coach someone else, but it's like, yeah, it's just like some of that aspect of like, for me, it's financial. Like I'm very bad with those numbers and like the financial pieces. And, but I know that, I can give that to someone that, uh, like, you know, on a finance, you know, someone of the financial world I can kind of outsource that to. So it's like, that's what I do now is like, that's kind of like how I go about is like, I need to do that to help give me the sanity to kind of keep my business afloat. Um, but yeah, I just, I think that that's something that's going to be fun for people to kind of realize is that as I, get bigger and get, you know, expand my business. And what I want to do is I need to start slowly let go and slowly give this off to someone else. Um, I want to just get into kind of uh, cause I always ask as we get further into our conversation, just the personal side, what do you do personally throughout the week to kind of keep yourself balanced? Is there anything routine wise <laughs> that you like to do?
1: Well, so yes. And we'll talk about that. But what's funny is again, because I got into this type of work so young and I was so obsessed with it so young and it's what I've done my whole life. It's truly what I love. (laughs) So it's it's when a hobby becomes your full time job and then becomes your business. It's a great place to be. I'm super fortunate about that. So I don't necessarily need to like, again, going back to like our parents, my dad had to escape work on like, when he was done with work, he had to be like, get it away from me. (laughs) Uh, Like, I don't have to do that. But I have to then find ways to force myself to do that because otherwise I could just work, you know, 13, 14 hour days. Um, so I spend a lot of times with the kids. Obviously, uh, a lot of my hobbies are really just letting them pursue their hobbies. Yeah. So they're they're into things like BMX. We're always out at Chandler BMX racing. Uh, they do a lot of RC cars. So we go to Hobby That's Action. Cool. Yes. Yeah, they, they race RC cars over at Hobby Action. Um, fishing, uh, you name it, like scooters,
0: uh, so cool. what, whatever they want to do, we we just find time to go do it. Hey, that's the dad life. That's kind of the thing that I I also have a buddy of mine that we talk about this um, on a separate podcast. It's just one of those things that we just like we enjoy letting the little ones kind of grow up and kind of slowly take over the 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 majority of our life, but it's still kind of like. We're still learning. We're still learning as fathers. We're still learning as individuals of our craft, and just kind of like, and that's fun for us. And so, to me, like that's the best part of it. It's like having that time to be able to kind of like, okay, because I'm the same way as you. I have that ability to like, this is easily enough to like, I can do this, and then do, and then, you know, go back to work or whatever. But my priority again is. Like caregiver to the little one. Um, but yeah, I just again, I think that's so cool. like you just like you're such a you're someone that I can kind of see myself like hanging out with. that's that's all. Yeah. I'm-
1: yeah, I think um, yeah, it's it's a hard thing to understand being a business professional and having young kids. It's a really mm-hmm. tough thing to balance because the kids on their own could be a full time job. And you never feel like they're getting enough, even though they'd tell you they're getting enough, especially like yours is, from the picture I saw still in a crib. (laughs) So, but once they start getting up and talking and being like, dad, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. And then you gotta start telling them like, I don't try to say we can't do that because we can do whatever. I try to explain like, well, we won't be able to do that today because there's other priorities or mm-hmm. other things that are happening. Yeah. And then you can, because that warrants a conversation. Then you can kind of discuss it with them. Well, we we can do it, but we won't because we got to do this other thing. Your brother's got this other commitment, maybe. Um, but yeah,
0: it's, it's, a, it's a full-time job in itself. Dude, you sound like you... You sound like because you have the second one too, it's like, there's other things that I still need to learn. There's still like, oh,
1: they're very different kids too.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's the conversation that we've had. It's like, do we want to have a second one? And And that's the kind of thing, but that's, not here or there i just was like yeah I'm that's, not the, that's in on that. yeah that's like that's <laughs> one of those things that's like though it's like you're still learning that's still that fatherhood of like fatherhood of one versus the fatherhood of two like that's that's yeah. what i'm just trying to get across oh, yeah it
1: never ends like just to go like 30 seconds longer on that subject like because i have a girlfriend too that is not the, the kid's mom so she's not a parent herself and there's a lot of times i go to her where i'm like I don't know what i'm doing like like am i doing a good job like what is happening and she'll be like you're doing great like you the reason you're so worked up is because you care so much but there's times as a parent where you're just like what am i
0: doing like am i totally failing and then like you get out of the moment and you're like no i'm actually doing pretty good That's wonderful, man. Hey, and just like just to tell you from my perspective, like I just met you, you sound like you're doing fine. Like that's to me, like I was just about to say, man, he sounds like he's doing just like great. Like the kids are great. Like it just sounds like it's easy breezy. But it's like, again, it just shows like I just met you. And that's another thing that I just like, again, I think having this conversation with you and having these conversations with business owners in general just shows that level of like, if you come at it with, from me, from my perspective of level, like, here's, here's who I am. Here's what my business can offer you. And here are some of personal things that I do. Like, you know, like I'm a father, I'm, you know, I like such and such. And these are the things, the services and blah, blah, blah. But I think that it sh- tears down that wall of like, I'm so fearful to go to a professional blah, 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 because of this. Or mm-hmm. because of, you know, it just, it just takes that all away. And having someone who, personally myself, it's like I love hearing the stories from my local area. I think that that's what makes this great uh, kind of um, how do you say? It? It's like a, a blanket, a tapestry, a blanket, like just this whole different group of individuals coming with their own backgrounds and stories and cultures makes this whole thing great. And, uh, I, and you're part of it now. So thank you, Dallas, again, for just like <laughs> yeah, coming you, aboard um, towards the future or towards the end of the episodes, so we look towards the future and kind of like, what are some goals for the business and what, um like what we can do for someone who may be listening out there? Like, is they need to come to you and approach you, or if there's anything that you would like to just out there into the universe of like, this is what we want to accomplish by the end of the year.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I just wrapped, well, I guess it's been a couple months longer now. Um, So I'm probably about 14 months into my uh, business. The first year was insane. It was more than I ever could have wished for uh, more than I ever could have hoped for and now when you start thinking about the future that first year was saying a lot of yes to a lot of things it was a lot of like you know people finally got the message that i am now essentially a free agent all the people mm-hmm. i've worked with in the past so there was an influx of business kind of all over literally globally all over but also skill set wise hey can you look at this can you look at that like this or that and i was all over the place yeah. and i loved it it was such a overexposure to all kinds of different businesses and skills and people it was amazing But now in the future, you know, I've made the decision that I don't want to get air quotes big, you know, I don't want to have a big agency, I left agencies for a reason, because I have a niche I'm trying to fill, which is being able to go directly to the expert that's offering these services. So what the only way that I can grow in my capacity is by taking the clients that are no longer growing with me because maybe they've hit their, hit their internal capacities and they can't grow with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm looking at is looking to find clients that are looking to grow with me for a long time. The more we get invested in the marketing, the more we build the business, the further we go and up and up and up and up mm-hmm. because I'm going to keep going up. So I want to find clients that can go up with me instead of having to find a whole bunch of employees to come work with me and grow that way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I want to get closer to my clients, work a lot more in their businesses, um, help them a lot more to really grow and fulfill their dreams and do that together.
0: Awesome. Well, I mean, it sounds like you have everything in the right stack in the right foundation and to move that forward and progress along like that so i wish you nothing but the best alice i mean again you have come to us and we've just met and again i feel like i could come to you about anything um and from my perspective and so I think that that is something that we can take to the bank with this uh, concluding our episode and just kind of leaving our conversation with you promoting your business and letting us know where we can find you online and where we can find you on social media and everything in, in between. Go ahead and promote yourself.
1: Yeah, for sure. So the business, it's just named after me. It's DallasMcLaughlin.com. Uh, what I focus on primarily with my clients is programmatic paid media advertising. So that's going to be like your connected TV your streaming audio your programmatic display ads, paid search, paid social, all that fun stuff. Um, What I really try to do where I have a lot of fun is getting really innovative in how to actually go collect data and retarget people based on that data. Um, All that creepy stuff that you think is going on with like listening to ads and like tracking your mobile devices, it is for sure because I do it all day every day. (laughs) It works really, really well. uh, And it's really, really cost effective. Um, so that's where i really work with my clients and i also work with them to help them understand their business i've always made the commitment that in order for me to say yes to a project i have to have some sort of understanding of their business that they don't yet have and i have to use my services to bring them to that understanding of their own business and coach them to that Um, so i'm always working sometimes in a therapist role to help clients understand their own businesses kind of like this conversation here it's just a complete open book a complete vulnerable conversation of like here's the business what do we do and we figure that out and it's it's a lot of fun it's
0: good it's good it's good and i just again i'm the person like yourself or where i'm just like i have no i have no sway either like i guess from your perspective you do have a little bit of sway. but i'm I'm coming from a neutral party i just want to know and get to, to to just understand and come from a place of like i'm interested in wanting to join you as a clientele or just come from like a open book sort of situation. So again, I'm so happy that we've had this conversation and I'm so happy I got to know you. And I think this is going to be great for everyone who's listening out there and wants to be um, coming to you for their business. And so kudos to you and kudos to the future. And um, let's just end this with uh, where we have to do our little, little bit. And so you can hear us at Finding Arizona Podcast at uh, finding arizona podcast.com and then you can go over to finding arizona podcast at gmail.com to send us uh email or a line if you want to be a part of the show last but not least all of our social media handles is under finding arizona podcast twitter instagram facebook give us a shout out let us know who you want in next and uh at the end of every episode we say kisses hugs and belly rubs to our furry little friends always with us and we will catch you on the next episode bye y'all